Welcome to the Pirates Overboard Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Ostwick, joined alongside Jonathan Luters. We are two student athletes excited to sit down with fellow Pirates to talk about their experience here at the Hall and learn more about them on a personal level. Go check out and follow the Pirates Overboard Instagram page for all of our content. And if you want to go watch our podcasts, go to our YouTube page at Pirates Overboard. So let's get into it. Our third alumni on the show was a standout pirate on the field, in the classroom, and in the community, and was also a recent graduate of Seton Hall University this past May from the prestigious Stillman School of Business, Abby Wingo. Wingo left a legacy at Seton Hall, being named to the Big East All-Academic Team all four years from 2020 to 2023, completing a bachelor's degree in sports management and marketing with a near-perfect 3.975 GPA. Wingo was awarded the Big East Conference Sports Excellence Award and the Michael Trangisi Postgraduate Leadership Award after her senior year. Only the fifth SHU student athlete to ever receive the award. On the field, she was named the 2023 Big East Defensive Player of the Year, an All-Big East First Team honoree, and National Fast Pitch Coaches Association Mid-East All-Region First Team after one of the finest seasons in Pirates history setting a new single season record in base hits with 71, longest hitting streak with 19, while posting the third highest batting average in team history with 397, incredible, helping to guide her team to the first Big East championship since 2005. Wingo is continuing her education at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, pursuing a master's of sports administration and was one of 11 individuals out of 125 to be accepted to the program. Wingo left her mark at Seton Hall and is here to talk about her experiences, advice, and transition to grad school with us today. So without further ado, Abby Wingo. Well, welcome Abby Wingo, a alumni here of Seton Hall, uh, right now finishing up her master's at UNC, right now out in Seattle, Washington with Jonathan Luter. So a little bit of Pirates Overboard on the road. So first things first, how are you guys doing this morning? I know it's a very early wake up for you guys. How how are you? Good. We're 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 in Portland, Oregon. I was gonna say we're gonna have to probably oh, start wow. there. Three hours, <laughs> three hours south. <laughs> man, man, bad bad host I am. Don't even do his own research. But uh, sorry, how is o- Portland, Oregon? No, Portland, Oregon's good. Um, got out here yesterday, and yeah. time change is fine. I mean, a little early right now. Few, but it's ten o'clock, eleven o'clock for me. So this is not the earliest I've been awake. Like. I'll break so <laughs> saying something well last night looters me and you were going kind of back and forth with some graphic stuff and i got a text from you 2 a.m my time i'm like whoa that's that's late yeah. for mr looters usually he's <laughs> in bed by nine o'clock out cold well we actually know that giuseppe Paccio, coach Paccio, is actually up at that time yeah so he was up by the time <laughs> <laughs> he would have been proud of you staying up that late look at you i don't know i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> so uh Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to the both of you. So any any fun, exciting Christmas stories that you had uh, the past week or any th- exciting plans for the New Year's coming up? Um, yeah, so we normally go to a family friend's house every year. We've been doing it for like, I don't know, a decade or something. Um, it's my dad's sister and like they met through like her friends, her college friends, and we've been getting together with them for ever we were just there last night actually um so we always go over for new year's that'll be fun making a big spread of food and you know playing games and everything so should be really fun nice looters how about yourself yeah no i'm I'm excited to see the wingo new year's traditions and whatnot and uh christmas was good Uh, i was back down at seton hall a little bit afterwards so all good there yeah very good holiday yeah you've been a traveling man this christmas break so far so we can't start your time here at Seton Hall, Abby, without mentioning Max, who uh, he, he's around. He, he's not in frame right now, but he, he's around. So just a little stat, a little tidbit for all the people listening out there. Without Max being at games, uh, Seton Hall softball with Abby Wingo on the team was 20 and 34. Now, when Max attended games, he was 60 and 40. The, the team was 60 and 43 with Max. And on senior day, it was Max's 100th game. There's got to be some good luck in Max. Like, it has to be, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, not just for me, but for the whole team. I think we really enjoyed having him at games. 
and it was always just kind of an anxiety relief for me because I mean, my dog is right there and <laughs> no matter how I played, he was, you know, happy to see me. It's not like he mm-hmm. was, you know, shunning me if I didn't do well. So <laughs> he, um, he was always super nice to see. And we actually brought him to the Big East tournament and he wasn't supposed to get in. Like there was a strict, no dogs allowed. So he would sit up on the berm behind left center with my dad. And after we won it, he was just on the field. Like we oh, just brought good. him in. He was running around the field. Yeah, it was no big deal. I mean, when you when you win the Big East Championship, I feel like the dog go on the field, right? The dog oh, probably could luck. Like, and it was even so much so that the, when we were watching the games, the, ba- the baseball team they zoomed in on Max in the outfield. They did. Like, yeah. Abby, Abby was about to get like a base hit up the middle or something like that, and just the camera just zoomed in on Max. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'll talk about it real quick, but the senior day celebration, they went in alphabetical order, and I was last, uh-huh. you know, Wingo, so I was last, but they talked about Max last, so there was, like, scattered applause when they said my name, you know, they go through my whole thing, and then they say, and she's joined by Max, and the whole crowd goes crazy, and I was like, <laughs> well, this is more about Max than me, but, <laughs> yeah. Well, we should have, Jonathan, we should have asked uh, Coach Churchill about Max when we had her on. Uh, completely forgot about that. That was an important part we forgot to ask about. Yeah, this is a good point. Yeah, cause, I mean, he he was really, as you see, all the number, I don't know the total number of games, but over 100 games yeah. being at Seton Hall softball. That's a, he should get a little statue out in front of the – Oh, he should. Right, in front of the stadium, <laughs> right out in front of the stadium, a big statue uh, uh, put up of Mac, Max the dog. I, I think that would be a uh, – I think that'd be a good thing. We'll talk to Felt about it. Maybe he can get on it. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll get some donors out here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's let's get into it here on this early morning. So, Abby, what was your recruiting story like? How did you come from all the way from Oregon to the East Coast to play softball here at Seton Hall? Um, I think like most softball players, I was recruited in Colorado in that mm-hmm. one big weekend tournament. I actually listened to coach Churchill's thing yesterday which is funny it's like really fresh in my mind (laughs) um yeah there's a big tournament over the fourth of July week in Colorado every year there's like a thousand teams so pretty much every coach like ever in the country is there um and I was recruited by the previous coaching staff so how it ended up working out was I was a teammate of someone that was getting looked at by Seton Hall just Mm. like coach was talking about yeah like they were not there for me so I got really lucky that she just happened to be there and she kept coming because her previous coach was the mom of that teammate. So she showed up to all of our games cause she just wanted to talk with her former coach and mm-hmm. I just was there. So after a few games, it worked out quite nicely. And then I went out and visited and yeah, that was kind of that. Oh, wow. And we talked, when we talked about it with coach Churchill, it amazes me that big of a, a tournament, over a week for baseball and softball because like as a swimmer i'm like oh yeah it's just another weekend like for me it's like a it's a three-day weekend of like okay i'm going to see hundreds of swimmers okay but like yours is like one special week designated for it so what what did that look like for you as a senior or a junior when you were out there and was there a lot of pressure on that for you or was it just uh let's just go play and have some fun right so I committed as a sophomore in high school. Oh, that was wow. before the rules had changed. Yeah. So I think I went to that tournament like five or six years in a row. So up until my sophomore year, it was very stressful because, you know, you could see coaches everywhere. I mean, I was playing center field and Mike Candrea, the coach at Arizona, like legend of a coach. Uh-huh. Um, he's not retired, but he was just standing right behind me, like five feet behind me. And I could have like just talked to him the whole game. And obviously I didn't because I was too scared to. <laughs> But, like, there's everywhere. Um, so it's best you don't think about it. But after I committed, it was kind of nice, um, mm. especially to see all your, like, teammates commit is really cool and go through that process. Because a lot of times that's where coaches see you for the first time. Mm. So you're kind of seeing the beginning of a recruiting journey for a lot of my teammates. Um, but, yeah, no. so before I committed, very stressful. And then after I committed, it was much better. <laughs> a weight lifted off your shoulders because I mean there's, there's so there's only so many spots and whatnot mm-hmm. like in in any sport and what but when you have like the all right like I'm going to a place I know I'm going there they want me I want to go there like there's some sort of like probably weight lift off your chest and chest and in any sport so oh yeah, yeah. definitely under, understand that for sure well yeah and you can kind of see that like we pulled up some of your high school stats your senior year you or yeah your senior year batting 618 with an OPS of 
1.506 with 201 hits in your career. Like, that's incredible. Like, 200 hits in a span of four years is nuts. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> high school softball is just a little different. <laughs> I mean, I think, so, I mean, the like the hotbed states for softball, like California, mm-hmm. Texas, just the, the south. Um, and not to say, I mean, there's a bunch of really good players in Oregon, but it, like, I'd say the difference between like your one, two, three type of people on your team. And then maybe you're like eight, nine, 10 type of people on your team. Those are people maybe that have never even played mm-hmm. um, because you know, you're kind of confined to your region. You can't right. just jump around high school as you're confined to where you live. Yeah. Um, so I always felt kind of bad because, you know, I was playing with my teammates that were not from the more Portland metro area at all and mm. I was playing girls that hadn't really ever played <laughs> and I was I used to bunt quite a bit and I would lead off and I would bunt the first pitch and that'd be a hit and that would be it and I would do it every <laughs> single off. game yeah. <laughs> and I felt really bad because I was like I, I need to like work on something else yeah. because I mean you could get away with stuff too in high school I mean I would not put down a perfect bunt by any means mm. and it'd be fine and I get to college and that didn't work so it had <laughs> figure out something else but yeah i mean i did have quite a good senior year there so that was nice i will i will say though justin like no matter what league you're in like getting 200 hits 201 hits in a in a four-year span no matter what level like is ridiculous that's that's, what i'm saying yeah he hits if you just do the math like 50 hits per year and you play 25-ish games, that's two hits a game. Like, two hits a game, yeah. like, no matter what level you're at, it's hard to come by. So even I know the level of play is varied, yeah. like, two hits a game is, for anyone else that does not know baseball softball, is a ridiculous stat line. Two hits a game is absurd. As, as I think Giuseppe pointed out in, in his episode, you're playing yeah. a game of failure, and you're batting 671. <laughs> you're not failing. You're, you're doing a lot more success than you are failing. So maybe maybe... Uh, so yeah, that's, that, that is some amazing stuff. So let's go into your little more into your senior year. Um, you had a phenomenal career overall, but the senior, your senior year obviously is very fresh in your mind, winning, you're helping win the first championship since 2005, setting that new uh, season, single season record for base hits with 71 and the longest hitting streak of 19 games with the third highest batting average, uh, in team history. So talk to us about your senior year here at Seton Hall. Yeah, it was kind of a dream. Um, I really had no idea how well I was hitting. I think that was really big for me is I I had struggled and I struggled a lot with the number associated to my name, like my batting average. Um, because as you mentioned in high school, like that was something that just came pretty naturally to me and I had to change my expectations quite a bit when I went to travel ball and then I went to college. So I struggled with, you know, seeing what I was hitting and not performing to how good I thought I could. So I like blocked the Seton Hall website. I didn't look at any numbers. I didn't let my dad look at any numbers because we, you know, think quite the same. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, my threshold for success is just going to be if I hit the ball hard. I don't Mm. care. Yeah. I don't care if I got a hit. Um, I worked a lot on trying to let go. And I think it's not a coincidence that I ended up doing, you know, the best I ever had, especially because I had no idea. And it's funny because we would get like the little printouts in between double headers of like, this is how the first game went. And they'd just be sitting in our dugout mm-hmm. and it had our averages right there. And I was like, I can't go over there. So I'd like <laughs> purposely like walk all the way around the dugout. I was like, I can't look. Mm-hmm. And I truly didn't know. I wouldn't read the post-game recaps. I would not read the pre-game or the pre-weekend, you know, whatever previews mm-hmm. I just wouldn't look so I think that really did help me and once people told me I was like starting to freak out a little bit so <laughs> yeah it was really a dream come true I mean that was just a great way to go out I think yeah here at the station I remember um Joe Morales who I'm calling the women's basketball game later this afternoon we we were in the studio covering the Big East championship game and we were counting down the hit. I think you got did you get the hits record in the championship game remind me or was it the game before do you remember I think it was the the game against Villanova the 
think it was like nine to six. It was the yeah. game before the semifinal. Because me and Joe were counting it down. And like all the guys at the station, everyone here was like counting down. When's she going to get it? When's she going to get it? So it was stressing us out too. Because we were ready We were ready to celebrate because we were like, this is a magical run here. Like with the, the team's success and then your success, we're like, come on, she's going to break it. And we're like, okay, which, which at bat's going to be? So everyone tuned in to uh, mm-hmm. see that happen. So we were excited for it. Is there a specific game during your senior year that um, you're going to put a star next to and say, yeah, that's that's the game that I'm going to remember forever? Oh, I mean, just the, the Big East Championship game, obviously. Um, and to catch the final out, that's like something I think I always dreamed of. And I, you watch the World Series on TV mm-hmm. every year and, you know, the person that gets to make the final out, like that's just really cool. And I talked about this a little bit at the end of the year when Shelby and I did those like interviews before we went to Texas. Mm-hmm. But I had like, this weird kind of like sixth sense outfield thing going on. Like I just knew when the ball was coming to me. I had no idea why. I just kind of knew. <laughs> and this particular hitter, I was like, yeah, she's, it's coming to me. I just knew. And it's funny. I rewatched the video and that was really not that good of a play on my part. Like I was not <laughs> like, I didn't get a good angle on the ball. I was just drifting. And those are all things that like, you're not supposed to do as uh-huh. an outfielder. And I was like, well, it's a good thing I caught it because <laughs> if this had just been a regular out, I would have been probably getting chewed out a little bit, but. <laughs> well, I think the, the, the big East defensive player of the year can, uh, can roll with that at time. Yeah. And still catch the ball and be okay. <laughs> and I wanted to add a couple things just to not to go back too too much, oh, but like when you were going for the hit record, there was a span of time. I remember even Churchill said it about how like there was, a, I, forget, I, forget, I forget the number of, of bats it was, but you hit the ball so hard in each of the bats, even though you did not get a hit. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh my gosh, getting robbed, a diving right, yeah. dive by a center fielder. And I know you guys are probably going like, oh my goodness, like the center fielder robbed that one. Yeah. It's, like, it's so frustrating as a hitter. So to go back to what she was saying about the mental game, mm-hmm. I know Giuseppe talked about this too. Like when you're just hitting the ball hard and you can gauge it as success, that's like what's most important because in baseball and softball, and this probably similar to other sports too, you can do everything right as you did and still be oh for whatever and hit the ball hard four times, but you're doing all you possibly can. Right. And that's what makes sports frustrating at time in a game of failure is you can do everything right and unfortunately not get the results you want. So And that that was my thing up until my senior year is I was like known as on the team as the person that just lined out and got super unlucky. Like that was my <laughs> shtick. And like even like like Ashley started to line out a little bit and she we're very close and she'd be like is this really how it feels all the time I'm like yes (laughs) like that was like that was my thing and it really frustrated me and I mean it obviously still does but Mm -hmm. I worked a lot the fall of my senior year to work on the mental game because I was like I can't sustain another year of this I like don't enjoy the sport when I am going through this Mm -hmm. it sucks you know you'd and then, of course, you go back to the dugout, and everyone's like, oh, great, great piece. Like, you're so close. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> just like, give me another at bat. Um, but I really worked on it a lot in the fall of my senior year, specifically on the mental game, because mm-hmm. I was like, I can't go through another full season of this. Yeah. What, what in particular did you work on that you think could be helpful for other softball players now or for other student athletes in terms of work on their mental game? I actually started seeing a psychologist. Mm. I went to one of the Seton Hall, like they licensed out psychologists right after junior junior season ended. Then we got on the bus to St. Back from St. John's, got back to campus. The next day I was like, okay, I need to talk to somebody. And I think really what helped me was just being able to kind of air my thoughts out with someone that had no idea what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you have an inner circle and they know everything like they're, they don't, people don't even bother asking you how your day went if they were there with you the entire time mm-hmm. we go to class together we go to practice we eat you know all that kind of stuff and even like my, my parents and just everyone in my inner circle like I kind of felt trapped in a way because some of the things I was kind of dealing with I was like I I'm, I'm making it a bigger deal than I thought I was and I just needed to talk to someone that had no idea because she kind of challenged me on a lot of my thoughts mm-hmm. um especially when I was like lining out so much and, you know, I was beating myself up pretty hard and I was really, really hard on myself. And she challenged me and she was like, that sounds like pretty successful to me. If you keep (laughs) lining out so much, I was like, no, you're right. I just, it sucks. And she goes, yeah, I know, but could you do this for another season? And I was like, 
no. So yeah, she she probably is the MVP of the season because she really forced me to give myself some credit, and that's something I never did ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she really kind of pulled it out of me, and it was kind of pulling teeth at first, but <laughs> she was just really like, you need to give yourself some credit and realize when you're doing things that are good and let yourself feel the good things and then just try and let the bad roll off your back as best you can. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you for that. Amazing. Thank you. And that's, and it's, it's huge. The mental, the mental game, uh, uh, Giuseppe talked about it so much when we sat down with him is so important in really any sport because you get into a rut and you, and you can't find that mental block and get it, get past that. You, you're stuck. And you can be doing all the right fi- things physically and, and mentally. It's just sometimes you can't find it. So definitely reach out and get that support, as you just mentioned, Debbie, and just find 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 ways to be a little more all the student athletes here at Seton Hall. So one more thing I want to talk about here about your time here at Seton Hall. You did a lot of great stuff academically here. Uh, just to name a couple of them, you um, were part of the hidden opponent, which serves as – to break the stigma which surrounds mental health within college athletics. You were a part of the Bacino Leadership Institute, uh, Hall Leadership Academy, She Can, and you were the softball rep for the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. What were some of the things that you did within all of those aspects outside of softball, and did you have one that you enjoyed the most that you still kind of push for to this day? That's a good question. Um, I think doing all of them really made my experience what it was. I think I always walked the line of spreading myself too thin because I always wanted to do everything and try and get as involved as I could. Um, and I don't, I mean, in the moment I was very stressed out. I would come from practice and I'm going straight to like a leadership meeting or whatever it is, but looking back on it, like I don't regret that at all. Um, being so involved and I got to do so many really cool things and cool experiences. I went, um, to the National Girls and Women's in Sports Day um, at the MLB headquarters in New York with oh, awesome. Sydney Babic, which was awesome. Um, I went to the Women's Sports Foundation like Athlete Leadership Summit, also in New York. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, pretty heavily involved with the Women's Sports Foundation, which was so cool. And that's a big part about Seton Hall, and which I urge a lot of people to do is get involved. I mean, you can't be any closer to New York, and that's, you know the place to be, especially if you want to work in sports. Um, So I always tried to get as involved as I could, and it was definitely stressful in the moment. But looking back at it, that really helped me get to where I am now at UNC, and that was huge for me and just kind of building up experiences and helping me kind of sell myself into grad programs and be like, this is what I was able to do, this is what I've done, this is what I've been a part of type of thing. So, I mean, they were all great. Mm Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. And I done stuff with the station and I, I've wanted to do more during undergrad, but all these committees, especially student athlete advisory committee, I heard, I hear the most about through, through Jonathan, uh, in years past. And then obviously Walker Perra, who's been my roommate, who was the president last year. Um, you guys do so, so much cool stuff to help all the student athletes and be that real voice for uh, all the student athletes here on campus. So, uh, thank you for doing that in your ta- your four years here. So, Let's kind of get into the your time now here at UNC. Uh, this is your first year there. What went into making that decision to pursue your master's? Yeah, um, so I actually kind of figured out I wanted to do my master's once COVID hit, thinking I would take my fifth year to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started looking into grad schools and you know options for that really kind of in my junior season. And I mean, I've... I had been playing softball for like 15 years and I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready. Um, I'm ready to kind of move on. Um, but grad school was still like <clears throat> in the forefront of my mind. I was like, you know what? I could really benefit from going and getting my master's. So I had like a list of schools that I was looking at with sports administration, mm-hmm. uh, master's degrees, and I ended up applying to four. Um, UNC I actually found on Twitter in high school, which is so strange <laughs> because, I mean, coming from Portland, you know, you you know what UNC is, you know how historically dominant their athletic department is, you know all about it, but no one ever goes to UNC from Portland. <laughs> a, just because they don't really take st- 
students out of state in undergrad. Mm-hmm. They just don't. They have like 91% Carolina's kids yeah. go there front. So I was like, I can't get into this school. Like, there's no way. And it's like the, it's, um, I think it's like the fourth best public university mm-hmm. in the U.S. So I was like, I can't get into this school. And I knew about it in high school. And then I was like, yeah, maybe I'll try. Why not? So I applied and went through this lengthy interview process and when I found out I got in I was like okay that's where I'm going like I got I gotta go that that's it I'll add on a cool a cool story that I know you mentioned to me when you were doing the interview process there was a time when you were on the road and talk about the grind of being a student athlete that that really does it all you were on the bus and you guys mm-hmm. were on a it was a bus stop I'm sorry you guys are on the bus it was a bus stop and everyone got off the bus to go eat and you stayed on the bus and did like one of the main interviews on the bus I think it showed to the interviewer I don't know who it was exactly yeah. that, like the dedication that that you were demonstrating yeah. there like on the bus everyone else is out to eat and you're just taking the taking the call so I don't, I don't know if you want to touch more about oh, it. oh yeah that. yeah well this was totally my fault too which is kind of funny because we were supposed to be at the hotel when I was taking this interview and I worked it out with Dr. Osborne, the UNC um, sports administration, like advisor, um, who's actually now my thesis advisor. So shout out to Dr. Osborne. Um, I, we, you know, had this whole, Hey, like I'm going to be here at this time, like kid this work type of deal. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah. And then it occurs to me like the morning of like, Oh my God, Mississippi is an hour behind. Because it never occurred to me that right. in the Mississippi and New Jersey would never be in the same time zone. That just never <laughs> occurred to me. Because I'm used to like Portland is three hours behind uh-huh. from Jersey. But like Mississippi, I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's the same time zone. It's not. So, <laughs> you know, I rush into the coach's office. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, coach, like I'm screwed because like I can't re like find a new time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's fine. Like we're going to we flew into New Orleans then we drove to Southern Mississippi, which was another like maybe two hours. And about halfway, we stopped. Everyone got out and got food and I stayed on the bus and I put on my business my business clothes in the tiny little bathroom in the back and <laughs> I sat in the bus and I took my interview and they all came back on. And what's funny is they were all like waiting outside because the interview went a little, t- like a tiny bit longer than it should have. Uh-huh. Um, the interview was like, t- it was 10 minutes. And there was 10 questions and they like kept you moving. Like you yeah. could not allow like you were just going. And I asked a question at the last, like maybe 15 seconds and you know, they answered it and all the girls, I could see them like appearing <laughs> in their head. I was like, oh my gosh. Like <laughs> I was like stressed out and they get on the bus. They're like, how'd it go? And I'm like, I have no idea. Like <laughs> I hope I got in. Um, but yeah, to your point, like I think Dr. Osborne, who I'm close with now, I was like, that must've been like, quite strange for them very memorable yeah i mean literally like the like 80s bus like uh wall print or whatever on the back (laughs) like must have been such a weird thing for them but i I guess it made me stand out so 100 percent. yeah it it definitely did and you you won some awards after going into uc you won the michael trends heasy postgraduate leadership award um, this was named to, he was the first full-time employee who served as commissioner of the conference from 1990 to 2009. Uh, and you also won the, another award that I, you were also the winner of the Big East Conference Sports Excellence Award, along with Cornelia Jarrison, who was my teammate and, and Jonathan Luter. So talk to us about those awards and what made them so special, leaving Seton Hall, then going to UNC. Yeah. Um, the, both of those awards, I think came out in either, july or august so i was like fully at unc at that point uh, um and the sports excellence one to share that with jonathan is really cool um and cornelia mm-hmm. obviously as well but i remember we were talking like you kept telling me like you're gonna get it you're gonna get it and i was like no you're gonna get it like <laughs> it was like kind of dorky but i was like he didn't think he was gonna win it at all and i was like no like i'm I'm pretty sure like you got this, like you're a perfect candidate for this. Um, so when we both found out that we had both won it, I was like, that's actually pretty cool um, yeah. to share that with you. And then the post-graduation award, I truly was like, there's no way I'm winning this. I mean, it was two, it was one male and one female that were going to grad school, mm-hmm. which I guess maybe um, <laughs> makes the pool a little smaller to choose from. Cause you know, not everyone goes on to get their, masters Mm -hmm. 
but I found out like in class just randomly because it just popped up on Twitter. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh I guess that's kind of nice. <laughs> cool. At, at this point, like I didn't know any of my classmates. Our cohort is like 11 people, so we're oh, wow. very small. Um, we're all super close, but at this point, and I again, I, I don't like to brag. I don't like to talk about myself almost ever. And it pops up on my phone, and I was like, oh. And they're like, what? And I was like, I guess I just won this award. They're like, oh, nice. I'm like, yeah, great. Um, and it came with some money, too. So I, like, used that for, for rent, which is great. Yeah. And, you know, it was awesome. And just to share that with the other Seton Hall athletes that have won it, I think there's, like, four other people that have won that award. Yeah. Um, which has to be a record. I, I feel like no other school in the Big East has that many people. Uh, it may no be, but I, I know Tom, I know Thomas Stas won it from yeah. swim uh, when he went to go right. do his grad work back home in Belgium. So I know he was right. the latest before you. He was the I think the latest since then. So it's a really cool award, though. And, yeah. And Justin, I want to add on when there's like an application process that like Roberto sends out. Shout out to Roberto, and Roberto sent it out uh, to, to each of the. I think I, he sent it out to you for the Michael uh, mm-hmm. Tracy Award. And then for the Big East Scholar Excellence Award, he sent out like an application. And I remember when, when the people were filling it out and whatnot, I asked her like what her application looked like. So I stereotypically was doing mine a little later than hers. And <laughs> it, I just like, I couldn't fathom the amount of stuff that was on like her, her resume that was on this application. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to like, I'll, I'll hand mine in and we'll see what happens. So if, if this is the standard, the standard is a, uh, above my pay grade so <laughs> it was it was pretty funny to, to see that so obviously those two awards are super prestigious so yeah. to, to win both the last year senior seasons is awesome so really good stuff yeah, yeah. A, it was it was awesome and i have them both on my little um little, I'll take a little desk yeah. yeah they gave me like a plaque which is cool oh, nice. and it has my name on it which <laughs> i don't know i think that's so cool <laughs> and then obviously like you get the awards from like yeah. the big east for softball and like this is cool. Like I've been keeping this forever. Yeah, a wardrobe going on there. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's amazing. It's two amazing awards, and congratulations both to both of you for winning both. So, what are some of the things that you've gotten to do through the program down at UNC that you've really enjoyed so far? Yeah. So, the the two year program. The first year you take classes, you teach. So technically, I, I'm not a professor, but some of my students call me that. So like it's like a one credit undergrad class that every student has to take similar to like you life at Seton okay. Hall but it's fitness so they have like indoor sports outdoor sports mm-hmm. exercise and conditioning swimming racket sports all that all those type of things and we have to teach three different sections so I have like 90 students a wow. semester so we would take our own class we would immediately go out to teach freshmen normally mm-hmm. who funny enough they can just look you up on like Instagram and stuff and <laughs> They're like, you are not that much older than me. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But like, <laughs> you're supposed to like, you're supposed to treat me like I'm one of your professors. And it's, it's an interesting relationship to navigate. And then we would go work events. And mm. I mean, that's the coolest part. I worked the national championship for field hockey, which Let's they hosted go. at home. Yeah. And I mean, to win a national championship, how they did yep. at home is nuts. And there were so many people there. I mean, they need a bigger stadium. I mean, that is, and I had, I had no idea what field hockey even was because they don't have that on the West Coast. Really? Like a region? No, they just don't have it. It's like more of a regional sport. Yeah, it's a at least big, I had never heard of it. Big Northeast sport. Right. Yeah, and so teams. Yeah. yeah. I show up to UNC and I was like, oh, I'm working field hockey. That's pretty cool. And then I look it up and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. UNC is like a dynasty in field <laughs> hockey, and I had no idea. So to watch those games. I was like, I'm like watching the best. I had, right. I didn't know any different. And but... you're like interacting with the players and coaches oh, too yeah. in all these sports. So it's pretty cool. Like you're really involved mm-hmm. with, with it. And we it's worked pretty... football and we worked, I mean, men's and women's basketball we've started up and we just, soccer was really cool. There's just a bunch of sports. And I think it's given me a much deeper appreciation for what goes on behind the scenes. Cause mm-hmm. as an athlete, you just show up when you're told to and things are set up for you. And that's just how it goes. And to be on the other side of that, like at the football game especially, and I had never been to a college football game mm-hmm. ever, so I show up to UNC and I'm just working now. Um, and there's like, the first few games were all sold out and there's like 50,000 people there. Yeah. And we have these little earpieces on that make you kind of feel like you're in the secret service. Like you just, <laughs> And they're just talking constantly because you have like the head police 
chief, the like head of fire, um, head of security, like everyone. And there's like a command center. And that's, they're just putting out fires constantly. Like, hey, there's a spill in this section. Hey, like there's a fight over there. Like, and just <laughs> in here constantly. It's like, this is crazy. Like you would never know that if you right. didn't work it. Yeah. So yeah, I have a much deeper appreciation for what those people do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's super, that's super awesome. So looking ahead, what are some of the things that you want to achieve after finishing up your master's? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I, any job I can get in sports is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, the second year of your program of the program is an internship, a full year internship. You don't really take any classes or anything. And we actually interview for those in a few weeks when we get oh, back. Awesome. So, um, I'll find out which one I have in February and then, you know, you spend the rest of the year, like the upcoming year. So 24 to 25 mm-hmm. doing that internship. So whichever one, I mean, they're all great. I get, um, hopefully I can, you know, leverage that into a job right. afterwards. Not, I mean, I have no idea which one it's going to be yet cause we haven't interviewed, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for that. And just the connections at UNC too. I mean, it's, it's just such a, college sports town I don't even know how to describe it I had never I had never seen that really I mean Chapel Hill is UNC that's just that's just what it is um as opposed to like like University of Portland for example Mm -hmm. there's like university there but that's just Portland like Chapel Hill is UNC that's what it is so to be in that environment around those people like everyone loves UNC loves going to sports events so just to work in that environment has been so awesome. And I'm excited to see where that goes mm-hmm. from here. Yeah. It sounds like it must be cool too, coming from like Seton hall too, where like with Seton hall, it's like you kind of placed the campus inside of South orange and everything was built around it. UNC is just the town like that. That's it. Okay. That's the college. So it must be, it must've been a cool transition to go from uh, Seton hall to there where it's like, it's college sports all the time. And it must be so, it must right. be so much fun down there. And I actually I found myself in a little bit of trouble working a basketball game because I had, was working one last game before I was going to go to New Jersey for a ring ceremony. Right. So I got my nails done like Seton Hall blue, and that's dangerously close to Duke. Blue. Oh no! And this fan walks in, and I'm scanning her tickets to go to this women's basketball game, and she's like, "Watch yourself! What are you doing?" I was like, "What do you mean? She's like, that's Duke blue." I'm like. It's Seton Hall, Blue. She's like, what's Seton Hall? And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was like, we're just, not going to I was like, this. you just enjoy the game. Like, this is not going to go well for me. Like, I'm walking a thin line. So, <laughs> are there's you like be a, able... just a immense love for that school. Oh, yeah. Are you going to be able to go to the Duke-UNC game in Chapel Hill? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're either working it or we'll see if we can get tickets. They, they do, like, a lottery system where you go to other sporting events throughout the year to get Uh like priority points. And that's how you get your Duke ticket. Interesting. Because they don't have enough. Yeah. Um, Which is funny because when I told coach Churchill that I was applying to UNC, she's like, yeah, let's get you in. And then you can get me Duke UNC tickets. (laughs) (laughs) I can try, but that might be a tough task. Yeah. That, that will be, especially even if you get to work, it's It'd be a great experience. Those, Oh, that stadium sure. will be rocking for that game. Both teams are really good this year, so that will be a lot of fun. So last two segments here, we're going to go into advice to a pirate first. So what advice would you give to Seton Hall senior student athletes who have finished or are about to finish their final season of their sport? Oh, wow. Um, just enjoy it. I think I performed my best because I, I knew that this was it and I wanted to – try and have as much fun as possible. And I just wanted to go out on a high note, you know, I just enjoy it. You don't want to look back, you know, five, 10 years from now and be like, I wish I had loved it and tried and, you know, really give it everything I had. Like, I wish I would done more of that. And I think that's what I'm really proud of is I finished my senior year being like, you know what, I'm cool with this just being it. Like Mm -hmm. we went out as a team the most special way possible. um, And I truly enjoyed every single second of it, the travel, the games, all of it. Um, So for, you know, athletes that are going into their senior year, like it's definitely a transition to 
play a sport or be on a team and then just not mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Um, but just soak it in. I mean, I would, I would love to be back with the team and, you know, traveling were some of the best memories I have. I mean, you remember the games, but really like what you're doing on the bus and on the plane, that's what I'm going to remember just Mm -hmm. being with the girls. Um, so just try and enjoy every second of it. And then after that, just find other ways to get involved. My cohort and I, we were playing intramural sports, which is hilarious because I obviously could never do that when I was at Seton Hall. Um, we played intramural sand volleyball and got smoked like a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And we played intramural co-ed basketball. And, you know, we have a girl that played college basketball. And so, I mean, it was just so fun. And those are things I'm like, wow, this is, this is kind of cool. Um, so just once you're done, like try and get involved in other things. I mean, I kind of want to join a slow pitch league. (laughs) I probably won't be very good at it. Dominate the slow pitch league. (laughs) But finding some way to stay involved. I mean, I think I got caught in like, I don't have to be at 6am lift anymore. So I didn't. (laughs) So now like that it's been a semester of, you know, transition, I'm going to get back into it a little bit more, but Mm -hmm. just, yeah, just enjoy this time you have. And, you know, I'll always be a pirate. I will always love Seton Hall. So I, I would, I regret nothing that I did. I think there's just a great experience all around. Justin, I'll I'll add, I'll add on. Uh, I know you mentioned they say how just to enjoy your, your senior year. There's sometimes a lot of pressure on to perform and do best you can. Obviously there's more like additional outside pressure, but at the end of the day, it's like kind of remembering it. This is softball, the game. And what Mm I kind of love growing up doing and for any sports, same way. Um, and I would also be wrong not to mention some of the stats. I know I just mentioned it's not all about stats, but we got to mention these at the very least, right? <laughs> Let's see. What was it? 71. Let's see if I can do it off the top of my head. 71 hits mm-hmm. is a new single season record for softball program. And the longest hitting streak in Seton Hall softball season history with 19 games. You also had a 14 game one before that. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then you posted the third highest batting average in team history batting 397 in that senior season. So I know it's not all about stats, and we already talked a lot about that, but to go against that, you had some pretty amazing stats, and that's probably because you were able to let go, as you mentioned, and you kind of just enjoy the game, love it, and obviously mm-hmm. you, beyond that, you made some amazing relationships with your teammates that you right. remember all, all the memories, traveling and whatnot. So to all student-athletes, really cherish those right. moments of traveling and being with your teammates because those of us send beyond just the softball field or just the court or whatever. So, right. And real quick on that too, like I shared that with my parents too. I mean, right. I, we joked that Max was at everything, but my parents were everything, were at everything too. Um, and my parents met playing softball. So we very much shared the sport and shared the love for the sport. So I think to share the senior season I had with them mm-hmm. and for like all of us to kind of go out that way was really special. And I mean, I know we travel well. Seton Hall softball travels well. I mean, if you looked at any of those pictures of Texas, like yep. everyone was there. And even at the ring ceremony a few weeks ago, there was like 80, 85 people in yeah. that suite. So, I mean, obviously it's sharing the relationship you have with your, your teammates and your coaches and sharing those memories, but also with the parents. Cause they're, they're right in there with you. 100%. I mean, my, my yeah. parents went to every travel tournament, you know, they were in Colorado every summer too. So, mm-hmm. you know, being able to share that with them, I think is also really important. Mm. And I'm an only child. So of course I like that comes to my head, like very close with my parents. So (laughs) to be able to have that with them was awesome. And Max, whoever Max is, Max might make an appearance at some point too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, No. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) So, so Jonathan, I'm going to leave it to you for walk the plank. uh, Sure. So we have some very hard hitting questions, some of which, or most of which, some of which from Abby's friends here, all of, which. all of which, <laughs> excuse me, yeah, all so. of which from her friends here at Seton yes, Hall. So, um, so Jonathan, take it away. Yes, yeah, so just a disclaimer. So these are from your friends, that, acquaintances. Yeah, that makes me nervous. And I had to filter out a lot of them. <laughs> so we're going with just a few here. I think we have six or seven. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, we'll get into it. So your first one, go to order at Chipotle. That's a great question. Rapid fire here. All right. So I get a bowl with white rice black beans and chicken and the like pico and Uh corn and cheese and then i always have cholula sauce on my own the green kind 
always. I, you can ask any one of my roommates. It was always in our fridge and it will forever be in my fridge. I love that hot sauce. I actually got Chipotle yesterday and we were at our family friend's house and I asked them if they had hot sauce and they did. And it was the kind I like. So that's a must. Well, that goes into the answers. One of the other questions was what's your favorite hot sauce? Would that be it? The green, yeah. Okay. The green chili sauce. Got it, got it. All right. Next one. Fly or drive. So for those who don't know about the you can mention the van that your okay. dad built, and then you can go into that if you want. All right. So I guess going backwards, for those people that are listening that don't know, my parents have a van, and they both work from the road, and they drove it around for four months and followed us and just watched us play, which was really cool. That's and, you know, Max really cool. was in the van at all times, and they're actually going to start, like, renting the van. Like, you, there's, like, a – you can kind of, like, Airbnb your van. People for like, Yeah, so anyways, so um, – Obviously, flying is much easier and much quicker. <laughs> but I've I drove with my mom from Portland to North Carolina in my Corolla. I drove. I did that this summer. That was fun. I yeah. I've driven in the van several times across the country. I drove with Ashley from New Jersey to Houston. It's kind of fun. I mean, yeah. once you get over like that, you're gonna be uncomfortable no matter what. Like you're stuck in a car. <laughs> It's really fun. I mean, there was just some some memories, I'll say, that I will always have, especially in the car with Ashley. I mean, you spend 12 hours in a car with one of your best friends, and you're just like, by hour 11, you're just not with it anymore. And we, I don't even know what we were doing. We weren't talking about anything at this point. Like, we were just looking up, like, would you rather questions for, like, four hours straight. So, I, I mean, I kind of loved that. So maybe... Maybe drive. Maybe that's my answer. The experience is the drive. Yeah, I would say. For the quickest is fine. Yeah. All right. Next one up. The mountains or the beach? And then we can relate this to Oregon. So, like, mm. Oregon mountains or, like, the Oregon coast and beach? I was going to say, Oregon doesn't really have a beach. Yeah. It's, it's more, more of a coast. coast. Yeah. Because it's so cold. And I would never go lay out on the Oregon <laughs> coast unless it's, like, July or August. So, now how about, like, Oregon so mountains and then, like, the I would Jersey Shore? S- I would say... I would say the mountains. I don't know. All right. You okay. can't get that everywhere. That's true. It's, That's it's true. pretty cool. I mean, from where I live, you can get to the coast or to the mountains in about an hour. Either go. way. So. Not bad. Yeah. All right. Next one. Rank these TV shows one to five. Oh, my. Grey's Anatomy, The Office, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Amazing Race, Survivor. One to five. Who came up with this question? I can't say. Because like, <laughs> those, like those are like the five shows I watch. Period. Okay. Brooklyn Nine Nine is one. That's my favorite TV. Ooh, show I was not expecting that one actually. Ever. All right. I love that show. Um. Then I'm gonna have to go The Amazing Race because okay. Jonathan uh-huh. and I might apply to be on The Amazing Race. Fun okay. fact. I think we'd be pretty good at the show actually. I I never said I would do that. No yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. And then I'm gonna go. Oh my gosh, I can't even do this. <laughs> and then I'm gonna go The Office. It's a classic that was on in our dorm quite often. Mm-hmm. And then probably Grey's Anatomy, and then maybe Survivor. Because I used to watch Survivor a lot, but I like since being busy with softball, I kind of got out of it a little bit. Okay, fair Justin, enough. I have to say, it was not what I was expecting in the one to five order. That was uh, a different. <laughs> Expecting. You got a but, you got a little bit of a curveball when you were expecting the heater. I, I should have done my pre like what do they call it the pre draft like board. I should uh-huh. have done that a little mock so, draft. <laughs> all right, next ones. Keep moving along here. Rank these artists in order: SZA, Khalid, Her, and Drake. One to four. This is like the top four from my Spotify Wrapped. <laughs> Gosh, SZA's one every time. SZA also went to Columbia High School. Ah, Isn't that crazy? Fun facts. She she went to high school two streets down from where I lived for like two years. And she did some like concert for them before she like really blew up. Uh-huh. And I was like there. I was two streets down when this <laughs> happened. And I was pissed because I like she's my favorite ever. <laughs> I had like no idea she lived. She went to school there. So that's pretty cool. Um. Probably in the order that it's listed, Khalid would be two, her would be three, Drake would be four. I mean, I do listen to quite a bit of Drake when I was, like, working out or playing. 
So, Jonathan, if you did a mock draft of those, you got it completely spot on. I know. So that one now is more like accurate. The first one, <laughs> I, I, I just took it by surprise, to be honest. Brooklyn Nine Nine's one seed was, uh, was kind of high. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will live and die for that show. That is such. If you have never seen it, anyone's listening to this, you have to watch it. It is so good. It's amazing. And then last one. Describe your play style in one word. I'm stealing Justin's line here. Okay. Um, geez. By some, this has been the hardest question for people to answer. I was going to say, I don't even. I think I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty scrappy. I think maybe that's the word I'll go with. Nice. Um, but like on the DL. Like, okay. Why is I, that? Well, there's a specific instance that comes to mind. We would run, um, like, defense drills at practice. And mm-hmm. if you weren't on the field at that specific time, you were running. Okay. And I've always loved to base run. I've never been the fastest, but I loved base running. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we would do these drills, I was always just trying to take the next base. Like, I was just being a pest. And I know I've talked about Ashley quite a bit, but she would be playing second, and I would just be, like, messing around and, like, looking to take the next base and she would get so mad at me because she's like would you just stop for like one minute and not try and be sneaky and i was like "Eh, you might as well try it now it's practice i mean you can you can get thrown out by 15 feet and just try it you know why not sure um (laughs) so that that's what comes to mind because i'd like to take the next base i'm pretty scrappy i think amazing amazing awesome thank you so much is there anything else that you would like to add uh abby Supper wise, Seton Hall wise, um, anything? Uh, nothing comes to mind. I don't know. Shout out to to Max, who never made his appearance. He's here somewhere. <sighs> Come on, Max. Stickle doodle. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you so much from the both of us for taking some time out of your break to come on with us and talk about your experience here at Seton Hall. Your what you're doing now at UNC. Um, we're super excited to see what you can do at UNC and. We're super excited. As we know, you're going, to, you're going to be cheering on Seton Hall softball, so we're excited to see uh, what they do in this upcoming season. And I'll, I'll actually see you in Miami. Yeah. The softball team and the baseball team are in Miami at the same time. Ah, perfect. So we're going. Perfect. Some of our, some of the, Big sport crew. Yeah, some of the seniors are going to go, or like my class of seniors. So. Awesome. It'll awesome. be fun. That should yeah. be a lot of fun. So, yeah. Abby, thank you again for, for coming on. I know it was an early morning out here um i know we're at the time change and thank you for all you did at seton hall uh on the field off the field academically in the community all the things you did for so many other people and relationships relationships that you impacted and uh you're doing the same thing at, at unc so continue doing that and uh we'll obviously be in touch <laughs> <laughs> yes we're, we're excited to keep doing these alumni spotlights we have another one that it's going to come up next week uh, as i'll be in florida i'll be on the road this time and uh, Jonathan, right. where will you? Maybe we'll find out where you'll be. Uh, I gotta get you this mic somehow. <laughs> no, we'll figure it out later. But Jonathan will be somewhere in the United States. I'll be down in Florida for training trip. But uh, until then, we will see you next time.